Real stories, reliable information, the latest technology and news. Welcome to the Plastic Surgery Hub podcast, connecting people with practitioners. Hey listeners, it's Trish Hammond here again from the Transforming Bodies podcast. And today I'm joined with Dr. Shagun Agarwal from Mode Plastic Surgery. And he's a specialist plastic surgeon based in Gordon, operates um, around five different hospitals in Sydney. And today we're going to talk about tummy tucks and what they're all about and you know his, his process for it and what happens when you come in for a consult. So just for those of you that are thinking of having a tummy tuck we're going to have a little chat about that today and hopefully you can get all your questions answered. So welcome. Well, oh, thanks for having me, Trish. Uh, good to talk to you about this topic. Yeah. Thank you. So tell me, I know you do lots and lots of tummy tucks and breast reconstructions after cancer and all that sort of thing, but um, specifically on tummy tucks today, like who, like what sort of people do come in for a tummy tuck? Like is there a, you know, why would you come in for a tummy tuck? Um, so I get lots of uh, women who come for, you know, requesting that. Some men, but mostly women. Um, we, we're we in an area of Sydney where there's a lot more sort of conservative crowd and they're a bit more private. But most common request is they've had their kids, they've had pregnancy, they've, you know, now got some muscle separation, they've got some loose skin. They're usually really fit and healthy people, like they've done a lot to exercise, but they can't shift the loose, crepey sort of skin. Sometimes they have a fair bit of fat around their tummy and especially the muscle separation. They can do whatever in terms of exercise, but they can't fix that. And that can be hard, hard to hide in clothing. And so people feel really restricted in terms of dresses they can wear, um, swimwear, of course, and it makes them feel very socially conscious, especially when they're taking their kids out to you know the beach and things like that. Um, so yeah, that's probably the most common thing that they really just say, I want to have something that I can... You know, I don't care about scars, but I really want to have my old body back and to be wear the clothes that they want to wear. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I've had a tummy tuck, but I never wanted my old body back because I've always been really big. So I just wanted it to, when I got rid of all the loose yeah. skin. Yeah. So tell me, I know that um, it can be like, there's lots of different reasons. So can you tell us a bit about the, like, basically what I want to get out of it is, is the muscle repair. Like after, yeah. cause, cause after women have babies, like your muscles are going to be ripped apart. That's just the way it is, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, look, as a natural uh, part of pregnancy, I mean, the, you know, the belly has to accommodate a baby. And so your six pack muscles or the rectus muscles basically separate and stretch. And um, when they do that. Sorry, yet the muscles separate. Yeah. So the muscles separate as part of pregnancy. And so when the baby's, then delivered there'll be a natural recoil and some of those muscles will come back and that i think varies a lot individual to individual but definitely with multiple pregnancies as in one after another or especially someone who's had a twin pregnancy or more than a single pregnancy you find that they don't like you know they they basically get less and less um together as time goes on and so there's no amount of physical activity that's going to repair that and that's actually the key part of a tummy tuck. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes people come in and they go, I just want to get rid of the skin and fat. And when you talk to them about the, the muscle repair, they're almost surprised in a pleasant way. Mm-hmm. But that's also what we mainly talk about in terms of recovery because that's what you want to protect long term. Well, funny you should say that because when I had mine done, which was like 20 odd years ago after I had my second, uh, my last child, yeah. um, the doctor said, Oh, and no, I do some muscle repair. I'm like, Yeah, 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 sure. If you like, you like yeah, it. if you like to. But now it's like, Wow, because what are the things that can happen if you don't have muscle repair? Like for people that don't repair that muscle, like why do they have to repair it? Um, 
Well, it's a good question. So, and, you know, I, I go, I explain that with, um, you know, a common thing that come, people come asking me for is, oh, can I have a mini tummy tuck instead of a full one? And really the only common thing between all of these operations is the muscle repair mm-hmm. because the muscle repair is what produces the maximum effect of a tummy tuck. So by bringing the muscles together, it actually produces a really flat appearance to the belly. It brings the waistline in, so it gives you a very nice contour out to the side. And there's now a lot of evidence that it actually improves back pain, it improves continence, and it improves core strength. So why wouldn't you want all of those benefits? And in fact, if you can stretch the skin as much as possible, if the muscles are separated and they bulge, well, you're not going to get a perfect result from your tummy tuck. That's actually the critical part. So people who come for a mini tummy tuck, for example, that way still... So a mini tummy tuck is for people who just have a very tiny amount of loose skin and fat. And their main problem is the muscle separation. So they can look like they're bigger in their belly and whatever, but when you actually look at their skin, you're like, oh, you've got nothing here. What they actually need is just a, a, a small cut, and the main purpose of that is to repair the muscles. And then if you can take out a little bit of skin, that's a bonus. Someone who needs a full tummy tuck obviously needs their muscles repaired, but they've got enough loosened skin and fat to cut a lot of it out. And so that person can never have a mini tummy tuck because effectively you're going to leave half their skin behind. The longer the cut, the more skin you can take out. And with the with the um, with the, the tummy tuck, like, like I know everybody's different, everyone's got a different shape, but how do you work out what to mark where? Like, yeah, that's um. So the easiest way that we do that is when we so we make a long scar very low down. Mm-hmm. Um, so the marking of a tummy tuck is to keep the scar on the skin low down. It sort of goes up towards the hip, but still lower than the hip bone, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, we will then sort of pinch the skin while they're lying in bed and sort of sitting up a little bit to work out how much skin we can remove, but that will work out during the operation. Mm-hmm. You make a scar around the belly button, and then when all of that skin is lifted up in the operation, the way we work out the muscle repair is we can actually see the edge of the six-pack muscle in the operation. So we'll mark that and we'll stitch that in layers, and in some people you can actually stitch even more than that, so then we'll work that out. And we sit the patient up in the operation with their back up and their legs up, mm-hmm. and that's to try and get as much skin out. And this is one operation where you can definitely push it too far, but you do have to take out as much loose skin yeah. to get the patient the maximum benefit. Yeah. And, and so with, with those bits, like how long can it take them to stand up straight again? Yeah, really good question. So um, I tell everyone that you're going to stay in hospital for a few nights, and in those few nights, they'll have to walk hunched over. Yeah. and. In that process, they get a bit of back pain, but each day they can straighten out a little bit. And if they just feel the tension, it's surprising how much you can straighten each day. Usually at about a week, you're pretty much walking straight, which is incredible given the amount of skin we can take out. Yeah, right. Yeah, just the, the human body is just like Yeah, amazing. it's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. So tell me, so what are the, you know, what are the, um, the risks and complications of, you know, having a tummy tuck? Like what are things that can go wrong or, and, and what do you do to kind of, help that along because i've heard lots of stories where um someone's gone in um and they've had actually i was gonna ask something else as well about a stent, extended tummy tuck but someone's going to have surgery and then they've lost a lot of blood and gone to icu and then you, you found out they might have been on blood thinners or like what are the things that people should be aware of before and then during and then after yeah so i think that process probably starts right probably in my office when you know someone comes asking for it mm-hmm. It's the operation is always as safe as the person it's attached to. So, you know, you're going to do the same operation in the, in the operating theater, but if the person is just not the right person, so for example, they've got lots of medical problems, they're on blood thinners, they are, they're overweight, for example, their BMI is significantly over 35. Um, 
if they've got, um, and I guess just in terms of their personality, you know, are they someone who's like fit and healthy? They look after themselves. They can accept the scar and the downsides of the of a tummy tuck in terms of recovery. Well, they're they're okay. But other people who just want a quick fix and then they're not going to be happy with a long scar. So all of those things sort of come into play when I'm deciding is this the right person to offer the operation to. So definitely not with blood thinners on board or you know other medical problems. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't offer the operation to someone who's actively smoking, mm-hmm. and that's because in any plastic surgery operation, everything to do with blood supply and anywhere where we're lifting large amounts of skin. So mm-hmm. tummy tucks, one example, a face and neck lift would be another one. Um, smoking really risks the blood supply of that tissue. And so that's where, again, you might see some problems. So that's the first thing. Um, the In terms of the actual risks and benefits, let's just say I've picked the, the right person, they're fit and healthy and they're good for surgery. Um, I always warn them about some general risks. So there's risks of an anesthetic and the operation's about three to four hours. Mm-hmm. So if they've had previous clots or a reaction to an anesthetic, then again, we might be a bit more careful about that. And in those patients, we might err on the side of doing that in a much bigger hospital than a small one. And they always go to an accredited hospital yeah. with an accredited anesthetist doing it safely. Yeah. Um, there's always risk of bleeding and infection, which usually are actually really rare. Mm-hmm. The most common problem that I tell people about is there can be some wound healing things. And the most common, surprisingly, is actually the belly button. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you cut around a belly button, the blood supply actually goes down significantly. Mm-hmm. And there's small amounts of blood vessels on the inside that you can't even see. Mm-hmm. And that's in enough to keep the belly button alive but sometimes it looks a little bit bruised or a bit dark but it comes good but I warn people because they worry a little bit about that um, there are a lot of people who will offer people liposuction at the same time as a tummy tuck mm-hmm. and so I feel that that can be high risk mm-hmm. you know so you can do liposuction out in the flanks which is fine mm-hmm. but when you are lifting all the belly tissue and you're cutting half of it out and then you're pulling it tight mm-hmm. if you liposuction the bit of tissue that you've just lifted up which will look amazing if it all survives mm-hmm. it's like how much trauma can that tissue take? Yeah. So if you've reduced its blood supply, you're going to pull it tight, and now you're going to liposuction it, mm-hmm. you may interfere with the blood supply of that. Mm-hmm. So I personally don't ever offer that. And that's just, again, me being, you know, I'd rather have reliable, regular, great results. Mm-hmm. They can always come back to get some minor liposuction. So would you do the lipo after? Would yeah, would we, would do it it, we would do it after, usually after. Okay. We would definitely do flanks at the same time. Yeah. But of the actual belly, as in the front of the belly, mm-hmm. we wouldn't do that at the same time as a tummy tuck. And so, and again, when the, when we lift the tissue up, we try and not eliminate, we try and keep as much of the blood supply. Mm-hmm. And again, that's just trying to make sure that that safety factor is yeah. always the main thing. Because I have also looked after patients who've had operations like overseas or whatever, and they turn mm-hmm. up to an emergency department with massive skin loss. You know, mm-hmm. like they've got literally everything south of their belly button is dead. Yeah. And that's the sort of horrendous complication that I don't think is ever acceptable in cosmetic. What happens in that situation? Like, what do you do? So in those people, it's a real, real big problem because in those people, obviously the skin's been lifted up and it hasn't survived the tightness or whatever. And so now all the loose skin is actually gone. And those people we've talked to about are removing that skin, um, dressing it, and they might even look at a skin graft. Mm-hmm. I had a patient a few years ago who we talked about exactly that. But luckily, we almost pushed the limit and we lifted the tissue again mm-hmm. and cut out all the dead tissue and tightened it again. Mm-hmm. And we kept her in hospital for like three weeks mm-hmm. and it all healed. But that was a real win, And that luckily. was one that had done overseas, was it? Um, actually done, yeah, done overseas. Right. Literally got off the plane and came to see us. And, so and I know. I don't know why people still keep doing it. I know, I, I know. All right. Yeah. So tell us, because so, I have had that question, um, can people, like, can someone... Ha- What's going to happen if someone gets pregnant after a tummy tuck? 
Yeah. Um, look, there's actually no, in terms of no risks to the baby or having the pregnancy, because when we repair these muscles, we're repairing them with stitches. And those stitches, most of the stitches are actually dissolving. They dissolve very slowly over like four to six months. And once the stitches have dissolved, that repair is now strong. So there isn't really like a foreign body there that's stopping the belly from expanding again. The biggest downside is you are going to stretch that belly. You're going to stretch the muscles again. You're going to stretch the muscle repair. So you will undo a lot of the effects of the tummy tuck that's just been done. And therefore, you might need a redo or something. Like that's the only real risk. So the skin will stretch? The skin again. will stretch, yeah. The skin will stretch and the muscles will stretch again. I guess that's true because when I put on weight, my skin just stretches. It's not yeah. like it's Yeah, yeah. So there's no danger. Yeah, awesome. So is there anything else that, that um, like, can go wrong or that you, you know, like, is there any anyone that you wouldn't do a tummy tuck on, say, for example, even if they did have a lot of loose skin? Like, is there a, a certain person that probably, you know, can't have it done? Um, no, look, other than just having those other, you know, medical problems and things, and I think it's realistic expectations uh, are the main thing. And I think the other thing I always tell every person is to have a lot of support around in the house. So I personally have patients wearing like their binder on their belly for about eight weeks Mm -hmm. i don't let them do any lifting of you know more than like a bottle of milk in their cereal Mm -hmm. for about eight weeks and that's because i'm trying to protect that repair of the muscles but also the most common complication which actually we didn't talk about was that you can get a fluid collection Mm -hmm. in the belly so anything that causes friction so if every time you're twisting moving bending Mm -hmm. you know the muscles are moving underneath the skin that's just being pulled tight and so i don't want any fluid collection so if someone is, for example, I mean, I see a lot of young mums who've got like a two, three-year-old and they're like, well, I don't have any support, but it'll be okay. Then I'll usually say no. Yeah. I think you're underestimating what the recovery will be like. Yeah. And I think you need a lot of support before we talk about this. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And so with the what you can't do, so what about housework? Can you do housework after? No, no, no. Our, our post-op sheet you'll love because it literally says no house cleaning, no sweeping the floor, no vacuuming, no lifting young kids. Uh, it's it's actually for the partner. Yeah. So we literally yeah. like write all this out and they're like, here, the doctor told me not to do this and you can give it to your like, other half. <laughs> I can't know some people might have a tummy tuck now. Mm. So just tell me, so what's the recovery like? Um, you know, what's the recovery like for a person? Like say, for example, um, a mum with a couple of kids um, and the youngest one's two years old and, you know, maybe she's at home or even someone at work. Like when could someone go back to work? And if someone's got kids, when can they kind of think that they're going to be back to normal? So, um, so in terms of work, I think people can go back to work at about four to six weeks, depending on what sort of job they do. So if they're just doing a main desk type job, you can wear a binder, you're not going to have drains in, you can do that and you can do a desk type job, no problem. But if you're a young mum and you've got lots of little kids or one or two little kids that you're going to lift up, that's where there's potential problem. So I usually get them to organize someone that's going to be in the house sort of doing like the nitty gritty of like, you know, lifting kids and bathing them and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But they can do obviously other things like some of the cooking and feeding them, but just not lifting and, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, Usually I say everyone, it takes about three months to get over it. So before you're feeling, you know, you're back at the gym, you're lifting weights, you're doing whatever unrestricted, that's about three months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And can you tell us a little bit about the cost? Because I know there's a difference between if it's cosmetic or if it's reconstructive. Can you run through just a little bit of that for us? Yeah. So um, so the government actually changed some of the rules of Tommy Tucks a couple of years ago. So um, now really the only person who qualifies for like a Medicare or partially funded one is where if you've got a hernia. So in fact, I do see quite a few women who actually have a proper hernia in the midline, uh, whether around the belly button, above or below, 
And for them, you actually do need a big cut and actually you do be able to see the hernia and repair their muscles as a part mm-hmm. of the hernia repair, mm-hmm. in which case you've already done three quarters of the tummy tuck in that process. So, mm-hmm. so someone with any sort of hernia and also someone who's had massive weight loss where they've dropped five BMI points and they're getting skin reactions and other things, they can qualify. And that's a really big advantage because it will halve the cost of their surgery. Mm-hmm. You know, all their hospital theater fees are all paid for and they get rebates on doctor's fees. Mm-hmm. If it's cosmetic, which is pretty much everyone who does not fit into those categories, mm-hmm then it's like any other cosmetic operation where they have to pay hospital and theatre fees and we have to charge them GST, which then makes it more expensive. Yeah, right. Yeah. And how long are they in hospital for? Does it vary for each person? So just a regular tummy tuck. How long would someone be in hospital for? Yeah, look, I, I generally keep people in hospital for about three nights and that's a sort of a moderation between what I think is pretty safe mm-hmm. and also in terms of expense for the patient because every night, you know, especially for a cosmetic patient, they're paying that every night. But I feel like you need like the three nights to recover because let's say you've just done the operation, their backs up, their legs are up and, you know, the first night no one wants to really do much and so one night's already gone. Mm-hmm. And then the next day they're out of bed, they're walking hunched over, they might be a little bit sore and we do a lot of things for pain relief. Mm-hmm. And then there's your second night gone. So really the next day you've got to be so good mm-hmm. that you're like, hey, I'm almost there in terms of going home. So I feel like the three nights are actually pretty quick mm-hmm. and that's where an advantage if you do have some... Um, a medical reason for having the operation, then those patients are not under that same sort of pressure and they mm-hmm. can stay a bit longer because, you know, yeah. the cost is not an issue. Yeah. But I think three nights is minimal and, you know, we've I don't think anything less than that would be yeah. appropriate. Yeah. And just to, to finish off, can you tell us a little bit about the aftercare that you provide for yeah. um women and men i guess having yeah. you do many guys tummy tucks? We we do we get we get the occasional guys and you have to be careful about um, the hernia, sorry, the muscle repair in guys because you don't want to make them look too feminine. Yeah. Um, and this, there's a bit of difference on how to shape their belly button in scars, but we get few yeah. by, by and large, mostly women. Yeah. yeah. But in terms of the aftercare, yeah, we do, we say this to patients a lot, they know what we mean is we see patients a lot. Mm-hmm. So as a routine, we will always see patients at one week and two weeks and three weeks, mm-hmm. especially for a tummy tuck because in that first two to three weeks is when they're having their drain removed. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see them the week after their drain has been removed to make sure there's no collections. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see them again when the bind is coming off. So that's about week eight. Mm-hmm. And then usually depending on if there have been no issues, we'll probably see them at three months, six months, and then 12 months. And do you, because um, you do the heel light during, like when they come? Oh, yeah, good that? question. Yeah, um, so the heel light we do as a uh, set of eight heel light treatments. And we actually start that straight away. So we do that in the first four to five weeks. Um, and we found that's a massive win for swelling um, and just the initial bruising. Mm-hmm. And so we can do that even with the drains in mm-hmm. when they come for their first thing. Like, oh, your drain's not ready. Let's get you under the heel line. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I found in the first few weeks, I can literally, if I didn't see the drain, I would have yeah. thought that the person was many, many weeks beyond. Wow. It makes a massive difference. And um, yeah, we really like it. I love the heel line. It's just yeah. so good. It's just like, it's, it's really it's, cool. I'm on one at home. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, anything else that you think you think that um, we haven't covered that we should probably cover? Uh, I don't think so. And I think, uh, I mean, I tell everyone to, you know, get a referral to yeah. see us. And that way we can decide, you know, whether there's any rebates or anything that we yeah. can do. Um, and, you know, don't be disappointed if we say, oh, look, you need to do X, Y, and Z. Because mm-hmm. it's, you know, you want to, you can go anywhere and someone will say yes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as a general principle safety first yeah. and make sure you're having a safe operation in the right setting um because that's you know you want to come out the other end and, yeah. and any surgery is as good as a follow-up you get too yeah that's so true 
Mm. So true. No, I, I'm 100% with you about the patient safety first. There's no doubt about it. Like yeah. everything should centre around that. And I love that your practice actually does centre around that. Like it makes it really nice. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what we're all about. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Lovely. So, listeners, look, if you are interested um, in finding out about uh, Dr. Agarwal from Mode Plastic Surgery, you can just Google it or you can send us an email to info at plasticsurgeryhub.com.au. Thank you so much. Thanks, Trish. Thanks for having me. The material provided in this podcast is general information and does not constitute medical advice, nor is it a substitute for consultation and advice from your own practitioner. It should not be used to diagnose or treat any medical illness. Any medical or surgical decision should be made in consultation with your own doctor or practitioner and not based on the materials provided in this podcast.